welcome to the Great British Motocross Podcast with myself, Ben Rumbold. Uh, we have got a guest to come on board for you today to speak to, so yeah, we'll look forward to that, and he'll join us in just a few seconds. Uh, Brad Wheeler, who is our regular co-host, is uh, just still adjusting to life with twins, so he's just not in there with us at the moment, but yeah, he will uh, be joining us hopefully next week, uh, which would be a good one. We've got some good guests lined up for both uh, the American one and also for this one. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to those, and first, before we bring in our guest there, just got to say thank you to AS3 Performance. Uh, who help us bring you this podcast, uh, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts from hard bearing protection parts, including skid plates and radiator braces, to performance cooling parts from radi- silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits. AS3 also have a huge range of brake, clutch and gear levers, all with different features and adjustability. Check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk. We're also helped out by Kawasaki Motors UK, who are pleased to announce the arrival of the new KLX140R range. The easy-to-ride KLX140R lineup offers a 144cc four-stroke engine, plush suspension, and push-button electric start, which makes for great trailblazers. The KLX140R machines come in three different sizes, ranging from junior's first tentative steps to pushing the door wide open on adult riding. The highly regarded KLX140R range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. Uh, We're also fueled by Golf Race Fuels. Who across sports cars, single seaters, motorcycle racing, and further afield, the golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline. And of course, don't forget, we're supported by evenstrokes.com. So for all your motocross needs, go to evenstrokes.com and use the code from our co host who's currently absent, Brad Wheeler10. That's B R A D W H E L E R 10. And that will get you 10% off uh, anything on the evenstrokes.com website. Okay, so. Let's introduce you to our guest this week, which is SC Sportham's Husqvarna MX1 British Championship rider, Mr. Charlie Putnam. How are you, sir? How are we? You all right? Yes, great stuff. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, good to have you on board here. How's life at the moment? What else are we going to do on a Wednesday night? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, absolutely. Talk crap about motocross. Got to be done. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it all week, to be fair. So one night a week's not too bad. That is the problem, yeah. That's it. We just, this is just literally getting paid for what we normally do anyway, so it's quite, uh, it's quite decent, to be fair. Um, yeah, have you been out riding today? What's, what's, uh, what's the uh, weekly sort of setup for yourself? Uh, yeah, went out today. I've done a bit of work this morning, um, plumbing, and then went up. I've got a local track, um, Flatwell Heath Motor Park. Right, okay. I uh, just got up there this afternoon and put a few sessions in. Trying to stay a little bit sharp. We've got a weekend off this weekend. Um, before the British next week. Were you disappointed to see the uh, Michigan Nationals get postponed or was it uh, not really too much of a difference for you? Yeah, it's just a shame. I've been looking forward to getting racing underway properly because obviously we had the first two wet weekends uh, with the British and the Michelin. So it'd be nice to get stuck into a dry one and see how we get on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We did see a, a good shot of you from the uh, the Revo round. In fact, it was a good shot of you there with, uh, I think, with the goggles down or, uh, yeah, certainly looking pre-filled anyway. I've got to say, Bob does a good job. It's week, weekends like that that you sort of, you do appreciate it just to try and get through those conditions of pre-war. I mean, any rider that was there would say the same thing, I'm sure. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it, it was, yeah, just just the, the rain came down halfway through, didn't it? And then it was, yeah, um, yeah all the sand was just sticking to your, to your goggles. I could see a lot of people struggling, so. Yeah. yeah you, you on the Saturday as well, it looks so good. So it's a bit of a shame the rain did come because the track was drying out lovely as well. They prepped it with some, uh, with, with with the mind that rain was coming, didn't they? Because it was, it was fast, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fast. But it was, yeah, it dried out. It got some nice lines watching the Saturday and then it, yeah, just laid in bed that Saturday night and you could just hear the rain on the top of the camper and I was like, oh no, we just wanted to like, it just was a track, it was a new track, it looks so good, it, it just never quite all come together. <laughs> uh, in, in terms of Okanga, you mean? Yeah. yeah, in terms of Okanga, yeah, yeah. 
Ah, okay, right. So I thought we were talking about Ling there, but oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, sorry, okay. yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Okanga was uh, it was its own beast. I mean, you did you didn't do too bad there. I mean, you had a good good couple of points scoring rides in the British, and then a top ten in the Michelin Nationals. So yeah. not bad. And you seem to get on with the sand, all right? Yeah, no, Okanga. I yeah, surprised myself there. Really, um, we come out as a British was the first weekend, and. I had two mega starts, which didn't really expect because I run the pace quite well in the top 10. Um, yeah, surprised myself really and then just dropped back towards the end to sort of a bit of a crap yourself moment. And uh, <laughs> it was tough getting around as well. But yeah, I was, I was happy with the two weekends there. They went really well for me. What was the moment? Uh, just a little, just a little like kept in on the pit board, sort of, you know, eighth, ninth and yeah, you you're catching and battling with guys that you know I haven't really been around before, which is always a great thing to great thing to experience. So yeah, I was happy with it. It was a good weekend. The track was unreal as well. It was it would have been so nice if it was just a little bit drier, but it still rode considering how much rain we had. It still rode real well. It was just. Yeah. tough conditions it was hard work yeah it was nasty wasn't it? i mean uh, i was commentating in the um uh, for the revo one but on the on the uh, the michelin one i was just like sort of there as a kind of reporter type thing and yeah. um i could see like they they sort of built plowed up the the sand like around the tracks like build build a load of dams and stop the sort of <laughs> the rivers that were flowing across for the uh i mean fair play to the schoolboys and uh, even like the clubmen they had to deal with this river running across the track yeah. for their first race and then like when the pros come out there they must have felt pig sick because they just built these dams up <laughs> <laughs> and even the banks where the water was sort of flowing through them like you said they were the dams as soon as you touched them you were just like sucked into them and no power in your bike i mean i watched the i think it was a clubman race and they were hitting the banks and just crashing everywhere and it was chaos from a spectator perspective yeah well this is it you have that sort of like enduro feel you know when you get like a crowd yeah. like, like my dad used to do enduro and he said you need to look out when there was a crowd of people because it meant there was a bog there was a stopper going on you know like, yeah, going place with this carnage. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was just like that there was bits especially sort of round by the waves people would I doubled in a few times and yeah just watching that I was suddenly watching the MX2 guys do it and that got a little bit of a crowd around there as well <laughs> <laughs> for, sure, for sure and uh, yeah Ling didn't quite so go, go so well for you didn't, didn't uh, get any points on the board what no, no Ling wasn't a good one I, um, first one I had a terrible start and just couldn't really get it together I never you know I seem to struggle at Ling I don't really know why I don't know if it's the off cambers or the I've got a little trouble with my wrist from a couple of years ago and I don't know if the off cambers I struggle with that or I can't really put my finger on it if I'm honest I come away where they're a bit deflated and not knowing why <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Second one, I had a, a good start. I was sort of top ten, and then I just crashed three times. I think in that one, just trying too hard. I guess <laughs> I don't like losing. Yeah. I think that's the worst part. I haven't got much talent, but I just don't like losing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it could be like that. I know, I, I know very much how you feel on that side of it, trust me. <laughs> and that horrible, horrible uh, yeah, combination of loss of competitiveness, but very little skill. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's not. I got to championship, championship level, that's as high as I got. And uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was still frustrating. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is like that. Like um, my cousin Ben, he got all the talent in the family when it comes to motocross. He was he was a bollocks, but I just didn't really like losing. So I just hang it out as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit unorthodox but it works <laughs> so is um is Sid Putnam is that is that your brother or is yeah, that your cousin as well my little brother yeah yeah he's a cool. little knobhead <laughs> <laughs> to be fair the last year year or two he is yeah he's grown up massively he's he's quite a cool kid now which is quite good to see he's actually just passed his test the other month so he's driving me around which is nice 
Nice. <laughs> nice little change of pace. <laughs> Good stuff. Is he, is he going to be racing adults soon or what's, uh, what's the setup? Uh, yeah, so he's he's moved to 250 this year um, and he's getting on with it really well, actually. His style's a lot more sort of calmed down and he's got a lot of bike skill, but not a lot of bottle when it comes to it. But he's luckily now he's hitting puberty, he's growing a set of bollocks on him. So... That's nice to see. <laughs> he's keeping the happy. He's getting some good starts now. He's not shutting off. He's sort of That's good. getting the elbows out and giving it to people, which is, yeah, it's nice to see. I don't know if it would be nice to see, Charlie. Let's be honest. He's probably not got any pubes yet, so <laughs> there's not much to look at. <laughs> That's even worse. That's even worse. Anyway, where do we go from there? That's probably a part of it. That's it. Sorry. Cheers. Yeah, nice. Thanks for joining the MX5 Spice. Good stuff. So, I mean, you had a big trip with the, with the team to uh, the States last year. Tell us a bit about that. How, how did it come about and how did yeah, your ride come about? Where, where, where did you get the bikes from and how did it all go for you? Uh, it's come about um, our sponsor, Enjoy, a graphics company out in uh, Florida. So, we went out there, winter testing with uh, Robbie Renner. He was the one who sort of lined it all up, really. Um, so, we went out and stayed near him and done some winter testing out there which was amazing with the idea to come and do the ama because i don't know the gps um from like neil's point of view and stuff it, i think it's all just got a bit stale just yeah it's been the same for years nothing's changing whereas ama it was fresh and new and you know something to look forward to so uh, i think they decided to go out and do that um with with josh obviously and oh, it was it was amazing <laughs> We was we were on the plane. I remember we got to Heathrow, and we were just sort of on the way out there, and we were like two kids, like on the plane, like going to do an AMA national. This is mental, sort of thing. We were like couldn't stop giggling, and uh, we didn't have a clue who who was going to get anywhere. You know, like Josh, he didn't even know if he's going to qualify. He didn't know if he's going to get top ten. He, do you know what I mean, he didn't have a clue where he's going to be because no one has done yeah. a crossover before. So yeah, we were just even walking the track, even press day, like. I think he was battling with Joey Savarchi a little bit on press day and he was like, I don't know if he was pushing or if I'm going to be around him or nowhere near him. It was like, yeah, we were like little kids. Honestly, it was crazy. You <laughs> went to Glen Helen on a practice day before the first one and you sort of, you battle with some riders there and then you're like, we were on Instagram after that, Googling where they come last year and <laughs> how they got on. So we sort of had a little bit of a rough idea, but not really. So the first one at Parlour was pretty incredible. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I mean, uh, yeah, there was a sort of... Uh... A shot I saw Josh Gilbert with like just ahead of Cairoli and Dungey and, and yeah. like you know Tomac and people all people like that all around him like you just like count the championships sort of uh, yeah. scenarios yeah. yeah I think he was like one behind Dungey and one in front of Cairoli I think he was or around there somewhere and uh, he was just like this is crazy <laughs> and I, I didn't qualify straight in so I had to go through the LCQ and on the last lap Right. managed to I cleaned the guy out in fourth which was the last qualifying spot so like three corners to go I made it through and I'd come back and I was like you'd have thought I just won the whole won the whole AMA I was like bow bouncing like screwed like I had a couple of my mates that had flown out to come and watch and we were like oh like cloud nine it was unbelievable and I had to settle down a bit because I had three big motors ahead of me <laughs> but I was yeah, yeah. At that point, like it was, it was brilliant. It was amazing. And uh, so that's this like a good day format, isn't it? Because it's like, yeah, you say you're, you're qualifying in the morning, then there's like this. What is it? Is it? It's qualifying just by time session, and then it's what an LCQ race is that right? Yeah. So you have two qualifying sessions, and it's your best time out of either of them. So 
what we learned quickly was it could be either session that the track goes quicker, if that makes sense. Sometimes it's a okay. bit wet in the first session and it dries out for the second one. So you basically have to just go for it in both of them just in case the track's quicker. But you don't get any practice. There's no free laps around it. You literally... You do one lap, the green flags out, and it's and they are literally like partial with just four gas oh, yeah. from the first lap round. So that was that took some getting used to, to be honest, because normally you get the ten minutes free practice and you get to warm up into it. But I think it's like a twenty minute session and it's done. So it might be fun, yeah. I can't remember. But so you have the two qualifiers and LCQ and then the two motos. But the two motos right. only have about half an hour in between as well. So Jesus. yeah, it's almost like one big one with a pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> but I went through the LCQ and then we were on the line and Josh would, had lined up between I think he had Roxon on his right and Dungey on his left and I was pushing my bike and I just shouted out to him and he was looking around and we were like this is so sick <laughs> like he was like shouting back to me I think Roxon must have been sat there like Who is this guy? how did he just qualify next to me <laughs> it was crazy but yeah unbelievable Jesus. experience I can't yeah, nothing matches it, I don't think. That's awesome. What, what sort of turnaround was it between the LCQ and the race? Oh, I think I had about 15 minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, had the, I had the MX2 race, and then I'm, but you have to go down to the line halfway through, so you get back down to the line. You sort of, the whole day is like a whirlwind. It is like you, you sit down at like, because they're on a Saturday, so you get Sunday off to watch your GPs and stuff, which was quite cool. But um, Saturday, you sit down. We were like going to a restaurant Saturday night, and we're like, "What's just happened today? What? Yeah. You don't even get a minute to sit down and take it in because you just like qualify and get ready for the next one, next one, next one, next one, and then before you know it, it's the end of the day. And you're knackered. Mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, knackered. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Two days riding in one day, and yeah, you just sleep for like the next two days, pretty much. <laughs> it makes you appreciate what they do. It is, and I mean, what, this sort of racing on the Saturday, they've done it for quite a few years now, but that's, yeah. do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's, a, it's sort of something that they might change this side um, of the pond, at least for the national championship? I think it was really nice to have it all in one day. That was quite good, because there was no sort of yeah. sitting around, getting lethargic and sort of waiting around. It was just go, 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 which, yeah, it was quite cool. And being a, just a fan of motocross myself, like, you there, I was taking in all the riders. You, you're trying to do all that in between the remotos, and, yeah, it was a full-on day. But then you obviously get to watch the other racing on the Sunday, which is quite good, and have a bit of a chill-out before sort of going on to the next round or moving on, which was... Yeah, it was nice. Nice to have the the day off afterwards, which was good. Sweet, nice one. Did you um, uh, go to the next one as well? Did you, did you go yeah, to Hangtown? Um, Parlour, Hangtown, and oh my god, I can't remember the next one now. Thunder Valley. Ah, right, yeah, okay. Oh, that was brutal that one. But Hangtown, Hangtown was real good. What we did notice out there, the tracks, the way they film it on the TV, they look huge. And they are decent-sized tracks, but nowhere near as big as you was expecting. So, like, we got to and we were like, oh, I thought it'd be bigger. <laughs> it does look massive, yeah. It looks like it's stretched like that. When you watch it on TV, it looks like fast and wide open. And, it, you know, it, it was to a degree, but the track's sort of narrower and smaller, so it all it's all in proportion. Even the banners aren't as big as you think they're going to be. <laughs> it does mean that the racing's a lot closer and they're a lot closer together than it looks on TV. It looks like you have loads of space, but you don't really. There's sort of inches between you. <laughs> so it's sort of, sort of like, like filmed as, as like a promotional thing. Is it just widen that lens out a bit? It's getting a yeah, bit of a shy on the whole time. <laughs> and you get there and you're like, oh, these guys are bigger than your yep. life. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, amazing. We'll also get those uh, get those noted down for the old live stream guys at the British Championship. Make uh, make make Fox look wide as it can be. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, give it. Some, 
<laughs> I, I mean, MHDP could do it, making the banners smaller. There's no doubt about that. I mean, that yeah. just gets ridiculous. Well, Hangtown crossed the half of Mount, didn't he, down the hill? <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah, that's it. I, I think, obviously, you had a vendetta against him, didn't he, because he properly murdered one. Decent-sized crash there, bless him. He didn't have yeah, around, yeah. yeah, he done unreal at Parlour, to be fair to him, which is nice to see. How did you go on at Hangtown? Uh, I done quite well at Hangtown. I had, my, uh, I had a 27th there. And then Thunder Valley the week after, I had my best result, which was a 26th or 25th. Nice. I can't remember which one. But Hang, uh, Thunder Valley was it's up in the mountains. And right, yeah. Being from me, never ridden in altitude ever. <laughs> I mean, the highest you get is like Snowden in Wales, which is not a touch on like Colorado. So we were starting like first gear and it was still feeling like you're in third. Like the bikes just didn't really? at all. Yeah, it was crazy. They, they sort of said, they were saying it. We were chatting to people. You know what Americans like? They sort of big everything up and you're like, oh, it's, it's not going to be as bad as they're saying. But yeah, we got there and like my 450 felt like a 125. And they, it was competitive. It's not like I had a slow bike. They just, everyone's bikes are slow. So if you look at jumps and you're like, oh, I'll jump that easy. And you sort of crack the throttle on and nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy the difference the altitude made on, and on your body as well. You sort of, you walk the track and you're knackered. It's like, uh, yeah. Josh struggled a little bit with that, I think. And Florian, who was with us as well. He struggled big time with the uh, altitude. Yeah, because I mean, uh, we had Stuart Evans on last, uh, yeah, last week, in fact, and uh, yeah, he did say as well because he he rode there for the Team Ireland at the uh, at the Nations a few years ago. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he was like said that he walked at the start straight, him and Martin Barr, and just looked to looked at each other going, "Are you all right, man? Uh, I'm not sure I am." You know, <laughs> <laughs> just like just walk at the start oh, straight, going like, yeah. "You think cool, I've, I've had some American food this week?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like bless him like neil and uh, lorry driver stotty they were like sweating out of breath like not because they're unfit but just because yeah the altitude just ruined you like he was changing tires and almost needed a break halfway through <laughs> <laughs> did you get the um did the uh you get any like local advice because i mean like Stuart was saying that they uh, at the nations a lot of the american guys had their oxygen tanks like they were just literally just in the pits and just 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 getting that sorted out because we, we we flew there and neil and that drove in the truck so we had a couple of days of like milling about so we all sort of went down the sports shop and was just trying to see what we could get just to like yeah just to see just to see if it was any different because we didn't really know until race day what the altitude was going to be like because you saw you felt a bit yeah. under breath out of breath but you were like I might have, you know, I might have been a hard run there. I don't know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? So we went to the yeah, yeah. shops and we were like, is there anything? And they had like these little little oxygen tanks. We watched like a little YouTube video on it and stuff, but I don't really think they've done anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think they saw us coming and were like, yeah, yeah, we got these for you. Blew <laughs> the bus. They'd have them right back for about a year, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Is it something you stick an air horn on? Was it that sort of little canister? It was, was it? It, honestly, it did look like that. And then they just had like a little mask on the top, like it had just been stuck on. And so we, we done that and we were like, didn't feel any different. <laughs> <laughs> so we might have to go to the hospital next time and see if we can draw an oxygen tank from there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said to Stuart last week. I said, yeah, we need to yeah, go, go and raid the local A&E and just sort of like, gosh, get it, get it sorted yeah. out. But uh, yeah, it sounds like an amazing plan. Well, that, that's pure. So let me... Sorry, say again. I said it is America. You could probably go and buy them from anywhere. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> right next to the rifles. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right next to hang up. So um, you guys went out there at the start of the year as well, didn't you? Bob Chef was saying to me. Yeah, so we went out um, January and a little bit into Feb this year, just doing the same thing, really. We went up to Georgia for a week as well. 
we're just yeah living the dream <laughs> it's so cool out there and obviously we get a lot of help from Robbie Renner and we've got another guy called Taylor out there who helps us out quite a lot um, just with the place to stay we, he sort of took us in like we were part of the family which was good and nice. uh, okay. our chef come out for a couple of weeks um, but we, there was still no news on his license or anything so I think he stopped after a few weeks and uh, that's about the most riding he's done in the last year and a half right. I think <laughs> but no it's cool to see him he's, he's a good friend so <laughs> it was more fun just to be riding with him yeah, it's good to see him back in England. Yeah, unreal. I mean, when Sorry, he got the call, yeah. I think he was a bit bit taken back, and I think he was sat on the couch eating a donut at the time when he was getting the call. So he said he threw it straight in the bin and went out for a run. <laughs> and that was a week before Ling. <laughs> it is crazy. I mean, anyone else should be Amazing. like... Amazing. Yeah, he said to me that he did the beat trace. That... Oh, anyone... Uh, yeah, anyone else, if they'd have been got the call, it would have been like, yeah, six months until they're back on the bike. But he is like... He is just a machine, and he? he's like a week and... He'll keep going until his body gives out on him. <laughs> he is so mentally yeah, strong. Absolutely. He's good to see. Yeah, that's it. And then, um, yeah, obviously, hopefully he's, he's able to, to carry on for the rest of the year now and, uh, and and have no more issues. So that'd be cool. I mean, uh, are you all planning both um, Revo series and the Midland MX Nationals? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. I think they're yeah, trying to do as much as you can, really, just because I think where it got took away from him, he's not taking it for granted anymore so he just wants to do what he can when he can so yeah sure so we've got um, Fox Hill to come and um, yeah we've had the news through this week that uh, the Fox Hill live stream is going to be up and running again so um, there were issues with Ling but uh, uh, they are going to get the uh, the live stream set up again at uh, a pay-per-view simply because yeah sponsorship is, is tight in these troubled times so yeah they are um, setting it as a pay-per-view thing at 4 95 uh, per view to £4.95 per view so um, yeah not super expensive really in, in general terms but um, again it'd be nice to your American viewers to, to tune in especially when they got Jack Chambers in the MX2 class possibly yeah I'm sure I'm sure they'll all be viewing in a lot of them watch it anyway we know it's when we were out there um, Jason Anderson was chatting to Josh on the line and he was he knew the difference between the MX Nationals and the Revo, and he keeps a bit of an eye on it. He said, which you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think of. You wouldn't even, yeah, it's pretty no. crazy. Yeah, yeah, that, that is pretty wild. So he's obviously heard my commentary. Then that's that's blown my mind. <laughs> I'm not what it is. <laughs> I mean, I knew I knew Dino Wilson tuned in because he's keeping tabs on Tommy, but I didn't know like you know you got Anderson and that lot tuning in as well. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think they're just sound like a right as we are. I think they just yeah watch what they can. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it blew my blew my mind when uh, we were doing the VMX DN Foxel on there, and like suddenly Ricky Johnson's at the door. I mean, that was just like. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. It makes you realise, one thing we realise when we're out there is they are just down-to-earth normal people, aren't they, that are just excited about riding bikes as you are. So, yeah, that was quite a cool thing to see. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I've only just been in Spirit Championship now for a couple of years in terms of the commentary, and everyone's been like, Real nice, real welcoming. Like, you know, I was a bit unsure because, you know, who am I really apart from this, you know, lanky fat git walking around suddenly got a microphone in my hand and, and uh, yeah, everyone seems <laughs> to be pretty cool and, uh, yeah, it's quite nice, really. I think that's most of us. What's that? Lanky fat gits. Well, actually, I'm not very lanky. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> I'll be there soon, hopefully. <laughs> I just, I just film. I'm literally interviewing people on the podium, especially someone like Harry Coolis, who is just like 
barely anything to him and i'm like i'm like oh, jesus you know what i mean it just makes me feel like like an inferior human being sometimes you know it's like it doesn't help with the kits as tight as they are nowadays either <laughs> just, you know, they? It's that as well i'm like that would have been not not, not looked good on me at all <laughs> no i think neil this year has gone to ordering large tops just because all the riders are complaining about arm pump <laughs> <laughs> It's getting a bit tight on the forearms there. It does yeah, look a bit. It's like, it's a bit. like you're riding in cycling lycra. But. Yeah, is it's, it's, that sort of like a, a, a fashion of how it's gone, or was that just like for purpose? I mean. Yeah, I don't really know. They all seem to have gone that way. I think everyone's copying <laughs> the seven come out of it first, didn't they? But I'd ride with a bin bag on my head. I'm not, not too fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. You're looking forward to Foxer yourself, Charlie. Are, are you a, a lycra Foxer or a hater of Foxer? It, it seems to be a bit Marmite. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I am looking forward to it. I do quite like Fox Hills. I always seem to do quite well there. Um, the track, I think, has yeah, been overridden and sort of almost had its day, but they do seem to revive it every year and try something new, which is good to see. At least they're trying. <laughs> but no, I do always seem to do well there, so fingers crossed next week's another one of them. Nice one. Do you, like a, do you like a bit of hard pack or do you prefer it soft? How are you, how do you, how do you uh, yeah, I prefer hard pack. I've grown up racing hard pack and... Yeah. I mean, unless you're in Scotland, really, you struggle to ride sand, I think, in the UK. So I think most of us are accustomed to a bit of bit of hard pack. Good stuff. Then after that, you got to Blacksall a few weeks after, and then um, on to, yeah. to Hawkstone. I mean, are you, a, are you a lover of either of those? Yeah, I like Blacksall. I have up and down weekends there, but hopefully this one's a different one, and we can come away with a top 10, top 15. That'd be nice. Bit over the moon with that. Hawkstone, yeah, I really like Hawkstone. It's just cool. an iconic track as well. You watch all the old videos and... It hasn't even changed much, but it still feels quite new and modern. So I don't know how they quite do it there. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it, it's I, one of my last uh, races I did there was the, the Veterans AMCA Championship, and I just rode around going like, well, I, it was my cousin Neil Hudson who won the Grand Prix there in '81, or he won a Grand Prix race there anyway. Oh, right. So I, I just just remember that night going through the corner before the hill, and I was like, yeah. I've seen my uncle go through here. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. know, the country, you know like you're riding in black and white. <laughs> yeah, I was, I've seen Joe Bay going through this jump, and you know, <laughs> I, that jump, oh, I felt like I was hurling there, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. you feel exactly. I think when you have a track with good soil, it's you don't even need to do much with it, do you? They just they lend themselves to making a good course. Yeah, that's it. I, I think, think that's Fox Hills. The good soil is mostly gone now in the back of people's vans, so it's just left chalk. <laughs> it is. I mean, it surprised me. The VMXDN was such a big success there last year, and yeah. it really did. It really did surprise me that it uh, it just because I was never a lover of Farley because it's just like before my time I'm 45 I'm not 55 you know so it's like you know that yeah. was Farley was like twin sharks and not really my yeah I'll go be honest, I never really raced Farley I done the the VMX DM once there when I was about 14 on an old Honda 125 <laughs> but I think that's the only time I've ever raced there that's, yeah. that's one more than I've raced there because I'd have had, so yeah even though it's <laughs> not too far from me somehow it just never came up but uh, yeah but for Foxer when they they shifted it across and I was like, I don't know if that's going to work. But then, of course, it's all that Evo thing and it's all the two strokes and, and then they had the sound of the air horns coming up. I mean, it was like a proper... It looked... I mean, we weren't in the country. We were out in America at that time. Sure. And we were seeing all the videos coming on Instagram and, like, watching the live feed and watching the lap times and stuff and it looked unbelievable and we were, like, kicking ourselves you weren't there. I mean, <laughs> I like a two-stroke as well, so... Yeah. yeah. Not being there and not seeing it, I was a bit gutted. But all my all my mates are there and sending us videos. So it can't be a lot over there. <laughs> yeah, it looked like an unreal weekend. It looked looked nuts. It was nice to see just a load of fans in one place and actually getting behind the sport, which 
yeah, it was brilliant to see. Hopefully, we can see a bit more of that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, yeah, I think uh, while speaking to some of the organisers this week, uh, talking about the live stream, and the same, we, we would rather see you know two thousand to five thousand people turn up and, and, and line the track a little bit, which uh, you know be even yeah. better. But uh, yeah, obviously for for keeping people, especially now we've got you know more overseas riders. And I was speaking to even Stuart Edmonds last week, and he was saying that you know. Or people, a lot of people, and a lot of the Irish riders would like their families and stuff to be able to follow it. So uh, yeah, so that's um, yeah. I think that's good it's news. Nice. It's to a lot of people that even you know I work on a building site sometimes, and you know you go on there and people you just chat to and spend the day with, they go home and watch it on the Saturday night or whatever, and then yeah, people who aren't normally into the sport can get into it and can follow it a little bit, which yeah, it's really good. Like my girlfriend's family, they have a little look on it and see Sweet. when I do bad. <laughs> Give me a grill in, which is always great. <laughs> say, is, that, is that a good idea for your girlfriend's family to see it? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, they probably won't spend the fiver, so... <laughs> I might put your bullet at Fox Hills. <laughs> I said, tune in for Hurston. Do Hurston, I like yeah. it then. <laughs> I'll pay the fiver if I do well. <laughs> no, it is good. It gets a lot of people into the sport that wouldn't normally be into it, so... Hopefully, that transfers into people coming to the events, which would be unbelievable. I mean, that's the end goal, hopefully, isn't it? Yeah, you, for all that uh, watching it on the, on the video is cool. You, you just can't beat being there, can you? So uh, yeah, we, we hope that that works because um, I mean, especially Fox as well. We've got to, obviously the special guest there. How do you reckon Heffrey Jennings is going to do? Um, yeah, is he is he definitely coming? I thought it was a wind up when I first heard. Yeah. But... No, he's booked. He's booked. He's going. Oh really? Yeah, that'll be unreal seeing him around there. I'm a bit gutted because it might put me down a place now, but <laughs> it would be cool to have him there and get some people there. That'd be lovely. It'd, it'd be lining up, up to him like uh, Josh was lining up next to Ken Watson, like shouting next to him, I'm next to Jeffrey. <laughs> Mom, get me a photo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember him coming over for uh, Ling with Ben Watson as well. That was unreal racing. I still have a little look on YouTube at it, which... Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully it's another weekend like that where it'll be close racing and not just him pissing off out front. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, he's starting to look a bit good again, isn't he? So, um, yeah, yeah, starting to look like it might happen. Especially Arbac, he was good at Italy last week. Was it last week or the week before? Week before Trentino, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, just... yeah. I mean, He's starting it's to scary. turn up again, isn't he? Yeah. It's nice to see, though. Everyone gets behind him, I think, don't they? Maybe there's many oh, yeah, sure. that wish him to not do well. No, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I'm just a bit gay because I know that Roger Warren's going to hog the podium. I know he's going to do it. I know I'm not going to get a chance of anything <laughs> the podium. He's not going to let me near it. I know it. So there you go. You'll have to it. catch him after qualifying or something. Yeah, I've got to jump out of the. Uh, I'm just going to make sure they bring him into the booth if I'm on the live stream or whatever's going on. Him on the podcast next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do that. I still, I still haven't met him actually, so that's a bit, uh, a bit, what one to, to tick off. But uh, yeah, oh, that'd be yeah. good. It'd be good to see how it goes there. And uh, yeah, how do you see the old championship shaping up there? You've got obviously Harry and Josh and Conrad all very close together. I mean, um, I know yeah. it's your, I know it's your class. You probably say that you want to win it, but I mean, who do you think is is uh, kind of go towards the sort of championship? We've got to be realistic. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, it is. It, yeah, I do come in and have a look at the results and try and watch it back if I can because it does look like good racing that I'm missing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, especially Okanga with uh, Muse, he almost dominated that really, didn't he? He was the Michigan ones. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I was. Oh yeah, the Michigan ones, and then Harry won the British did he there? Yeah, Harry won the Revo, um, but Conrad didn't get the start, so yeah, he was, he was coming through after the uh, right. after the starts in both races really, and then um, yeah, then the Michigan Nationals he got the start and just passed Harry and vacated really. So yeah, and then Gilbert <laughs> obviously won Ling, didn't he? Which yeah, fair play to him. That's that's good to see. 
Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was very cool to see. I mean, it I, just I opens the championship up a bit more as well, doesn't it? Which is, it just adds another contender. I mean, Surly's had a bit of, bit of bad luck so far, hasn't he? So hopefully, it'll yeah, nice crash. It'll make the title fight a bit more interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was good to see Gilbert cross the line and give it the old fist bumps as he come down the, the next was pit lane and stuff. And yeah, be getting properly yeah, fired up. So. Been, yeah, I think he's been waiting for that for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice if Bobby can get up in the, the championship fight a little bit as well. Or well, not the championship, but at least up there for some wins. That'd be quite cool. Just well, yeah, I mean, the racing, doesn't it? Makes it a bit more interesting. Yeah, I mean, the last one, the, the last one he rode before, he, he was obviously exiled if you like I mean the, the, he won at Landrake at the end of 21 didn't he so yeah definitely and got Cullum, there. And he won at Cullum as well didn't he pretty yeah, instantly. yeah he, he always does seem to work win at Cullum every time I've, I've been there he's just sort of bossed it he just manages to click yeah he's just a head case isn't he if he's if his mind's in the right place on that weekend I don't think there's any stopping him hopefully he can get his mind right for Fox Hills and then yeah give a bit to Hurling that'd be cool that would be very fun absolutely yeah because I think he he, um, he left the Grand Prix before Hurling's came up didn't he or uh, he didn't he hasn't raced uh, in the yeah I think he'd done a select few a couple of years ago but when he was sort of doing full Grand Prix and up there I don't think Hurling's I think he was in Lemix too so yeah be cool if he can come back with a bang now That's yeah absolutely back up winning that'd be nice <laughs> The uh, last two tracks on the the, the British Championship got like Schoolhouse and then the uh, the Oxford Motor Park. I mean, um, yeah. Uh, what, what's school? What, what's your thoughts on Schoolhouse? Have you been up there much? I've no, I've never been there. Is that that's to do with Douglas Hamilton, isn't it? Is that Schoolhouse? I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, I spoke to Brad Todd a few weeks ago, and he goes up there practicing, and a lot of the Northern guys do, like Carton Husband and Jay Haig. Um, oh. They go up there, say it's a, a little bit sandy but big jumps they say like Matterley almost almost Matterley size oh right. well to be fair he builds a good track doesn't he Douglas Hamilton yeah. so I'm sure it'll be a good one I've heard good things about it I've never actually seen it myself but cool. yeah it's just a shame about the drive <laughs> got to travel all the way up there but if it's a good track it, it doesn't seem too bad then <laughs> true true yeah fingers crossed yeah absolutely it's a shame it's with the British now well not with, not now but as soon as you go pro, it seems like you ride a lot less. So sort of when I was doing the experts and stuff before at the MX Nationals, it was two days. So you didn't mind traveling far for two days, but mm. it seems like everywhere you go, you're only racing one day now. And it's <laughs> the better you get, the less you ride. Yeah, that is odd, actually. I, I do wonder about that because, yeah, like you say, Michelin Nationals got the full day. And even at the Riva British, you've got the uh, you know, the two days later in the year this time. But, yeah, uh, you know, they got the two day with the youth on the Saturday. And I always wondered if they want to spread it out a little bit and give you guys a, a bit more of a run. Yeah, um, a, yeah, I don't really know. Different race on Saturday or it's just nice to, I'm just a fan of the sport. So as much run as I can get, the better. Really. But there's other people that, you know, like Kulas, I guess probably only wants a Sunday. Yeah, yeah <laughs> probably. Business and go again. Yeah, all, all about the business. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, I mean, the um, the Scottish series seems to be getting momentum there. I mean, Conrad made his way up there uh, at the weekend just gone, um, and it seems like they, they, they pay well. So, I mean, is, have you heard about that or any sort of gossip around the paddock? Yeah, I've, I've noticed the Scottish Championship a lot more this year. I didn't really hear of it before this year or know much about it, but it seems to have had a big push this year or a lot more people are doing it. But it seems like, the yeah, the racing's really good up there and the track mm. seems quite good as well quite sandy and lend themselves quite well for racing i think yeah because doesn't be tempted by that long drive uh yeah i'll have to look, have a little look at the calendar i think after next weekend we're pretty much every weekend from then on sure. we've, got the, we've got the nationals the british and then we're doing the bridgestone as well then i think we're trying yeah. to go out to america in july for we were going to do 
Redbud, Southwick and Millville, which would have been like unbelievable. Redbud's on my birthday weekend as well, which is like, it's wow. one of the bucket list things to do. That would be unbelievable. But that's when Schoolhouse is on now because hockey moved it. So that was a bit, of a, <laughs> a bit of a kick in the teeth. So I didn't want to be too bitter about the track at Schoolhouse, but... <laughs> Well, that's that's. I mean, we're going to get out for Southwick and Millville still, but um, obviously we've got to do schoolhouse, so we might have to fly out on the Monday or the Tuesday. Well, that's 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 good for notes for commentary. I remember that one when I'm up there. That'd be uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Charlie. You want to put a word in for hockey and see if he can move it to a different day? That'd be yeah. awesome. Somehow Putnam's got the whole shot in the head. What's going on? He's obviously pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> Someone's upset him. Oh, there's got a minute, red pop, man. <laughs> Red bird. I'm sure it'll be just as good. <laughs> well, you picture your mechanic putting red bird on the on your on your pit yeah. ball like, the race. That's a fucking world. Ends up like qualifying going. You might just chuck it on there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it'll still be good. It'll still be good. I'd, yeah, as long as we're racing, I'm happy. No, I mean that that sounds like you're literally just like ticking off your literally ticking off your bucket list. Okay, okay. Well, we've oh, done we've done yeah, hang time yeah. now. We'll just do Millville and Southwick now. Yeah, it is literally, I'm at the point now, whatever I can do, I'm doing. <laughs> if we went out in America, I was going to do arena cross. If we're, yeah, any races, yeah. Like I said, I just love it. So whatever races nice we can do when we can, let's do it. <laughs> You've got your eyes on this arena cross series now. It's British and how come um, it wasn't on the radar? We watched it a lot when we were out there, sort of every practice, every round. Oh, that's uh, when you were out testing? Yeah, we were out. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, I would have liked to have done it. Um I done it when I was in the rookies when they done it uh, a few year ago at a few podiums and stuff, which was cool. Always liked the arena cross. Uh, so yeah, it would be nice. It would be something cool to do if we get the chance. But it was chaos this year, wasn't it, with the British only riders? I mean, that yeah. was yeah. That's really good. I think what they've done there because it just keeps people people know every rider, then don't they? And they know who's battling for what, which is. Yeah, it was quite cool to watch. Gilbert there was brilliant to watch. <laughs> what was the night where he came out of the end of the and won the main? And you're like, what is yeah. that? <laughs> That's really awesome. That, when he came out of those, um, uh, the, the head-to-heads that he had against... Yeah, uh, oh, uh, it, yeah. against... Um, um, uh, Hooker. Hooker, that's it, yeah. Off the whoop section on his front wheel, didn't he? <laughs> Oh, it was brilliant to watch. We was yeah, we were loving watching it out there. I think it was about two in the afternoon, two or three in the afternoon that it was on. So we we're like setting alarms on our phones, like Quick, everyone inside. We had a little Airbnb and like the ghetto with like yeah, we had half the village come in and <laughs> watch the arena cross with us. Awesome. <laughs> it was yeah, it was, it was banging. I mean uh, yes, I saw that moment with Gilbert go through the whoops and it was just like on the edge of it, and he was just like yeah. Uh, afterwards, I spoke to him and he was just like oh. I don't far too stressful for me <laughs> it made for good viewing but definitely the race of the of the season we were taking the piss because obviously he done the straight ribbon with us last year and he he didn't struggle but he was uh, a bit of a fish out of water at it I mean he, he took to the arena cross really well obviously yeah. not main but yeah so we were taking the piss going into it like you sure you want to do this is this <laughs> and uh, yeah after the book after you got through the head to head I was like oh that's brilliant <laughs> that's exactly what I expected <laughs> But then he come out and won the main, and it was like, yeah, you can't. Yeah, he's got talent, hasn't he? He's got talent, so you can't. Deny yeah, it. that's right. Yeah, he's, he's a talented kid. You can't knock it. But yeah, it was just uh, it, it's a lot of riders in that that you were, you were thinking, really? Like you know, a few riders you think, what, him doing a way across? That's just bizarre. But yeah, it I really. Was did. Like comrade done it. Yeah, just he, got to water. 
took to it like it was nothing, didn't he? And I don't, I mean, I don't really know his past, but I don't think he's done much like that before, has he? No, I, I spoke to him a, a few times in there. We, we did um, some uh, podcasts uh, from it, just like me going around with the recorder, just talking to people and put yeah. it out there. And uh, yeah, there was, uh, yeah, he, he just said it was, it was all like very brand new to him and felt a bit like a pinball initially, you know, going around this, uh, <laughs> this tiny <laughs> I think that's stuff. everyone going around the arena cost track. I think even <laughs> the good ones feel like a pinball sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> But now I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, said, I, I asked Mel Pocock, do you think there's anywhere to make a clean pass? And Tommy Silver's next to me and he said, you can't make a clean pass on a motocross track anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing him, was it the Europeans, when he, he pushed a kid down the hill, didn't he, off the track? Like, they both crashed together and I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> I think the kid was about 14 at the time as well that he pushed. <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice <laughs> good racing though I'm yeah, right I'm right <laughs> I'd hate to see him at a game of Monopoly though uh, yeah yeah <laughs> 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 too much I mean um, yeah hopefully Mel will be back to join us uh, at Foxham I mean he was uh, planning to replace Dylan Walsh on the uh, Kawasaki so hopefully he's because uh, he hurt himself at the Hut Cup oh, uh, right. so uh, yeah, hopefully he's uh, able to because that's, that's why he missed Ling so yeah hopefully right. the Revo team will be able to, to put him out and, uh, and get yeah, going there. Bad at that cup or... sorry did he hurt himself quite bad or was it just a small injury I think it was uh, I think it was this this year's injury of, of choice it seems ribs oh right okay. but, you know, just like Ashton oh, Dickinson that's Tommy. what it is sorry he just wants to be like Tommy that's all it is <laughs> <laughs> copying that's all it is yeah it's, it's a fashionable one because Ashton Dickinson's got them as well and it's like yeah geez. oh is he <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah his ribs at Hawkstone and, maybe uh, that's what I'm going wrong I might have started doing my ribs <laughs> <laughs> be like all the fast guys <laughs> nice one so uh, yeah I mean are you planning to do more in terms of like going to uh, so basically it seems like AMA is, is what you want to do then really because I mean a lot of riders are talking to me about doing like the, say the EMX Open Lommel or a few things like that is, is that something that you fancy or are you just you uh, look at the when the I was a bit younger I'd done the BMX two stroke and that was unbelievable but they're just they're making it into one round now aren't they which I think is a bit, mm. bit rubbish and more concentrating on the other bits which yeah I always thought it was good racing in that open and in the EMX two stroke I think a lot of people watched it but yeah the AMA it's just new and different and yeah it's unbelievable out there the, the fans are just like crazy they're mental i think parlor i crashed my chain broke on one of the doubles right uh i crashed through the fence and sort of stood up and i put the arms up in the air like, come on and all the fans just like oh yeah man i mean i was in about 38 for this point <laughs> got my chain back on and carried on going and then every lap after that they're like yeah fuck yeah man there's more <laughs> you can see him hanging over the fence and you're like you guys yeah I haven't got a clue, but it's brilliant. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Like, yeah, my chain, the one that my chain snapped in, I was pushing the bike back through the back through the paddock uh, to the truck and you're just getting slapped on the back. Yeah, good job, man. Oh, well done, man. And you're like, you, don't, you probably weren't even watching me. You don't even know where I was. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it anyway. Thank you. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> I'd imagine what they'd do with your surname as well. Put down. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a state in America, I was getting told. So, yeah, I was like a big town home hero. <laughs> they're like oh are you from Putnam I'm like no it's the name <laughs> oh right on brother yeah Fair. it's just quality and the, even like to the point where the AMA committee like they just they'll do anything to help you out to get you over there and race which really I mean you have to go through like a long logging thing to 
uh, be able to apply for the the races. And like I was emailing them, they were getting back to me straight away. And then like there was a few bits that like your address doesn't work on their system and like and stuff like that. So like they're like, oh, don't worry, we'll pay you in cash on the day. And you're like, fucking brilliant. Like, thank you. <laughs> Whereas like you know if that was anywhere else like gp they're like oh well if your account doesn't work we're not going to pay you at all then no problem <laughs> but it was good even just for qualifying you get sort of 500 quid a race for qualifying uh from like 40th and then upwards is obviously more money which Jesus. it's just like i mean it's not a lot i think it was like 500 quid actually for the two races in 40th right. and then it goes up from there so i think 27th you get like about a grand which in the grand scheme of things doesn't pay much but you just feel good and you've got a bit of spending money for that week then yeah you're getting something for your efforts rather than like GP, you'd spend X amount to get there and you get nothing back. <laughs> it is bonkers that, isn't it? I, I, I can't yeah. really, um, I mean, it's obviously trying to make it like this sort of Formula One star model where the, the, the teams is, the teams pay the money and, and that's how that's how the riders end up getting yeah, there. It doesn't help. I mean, you know, it's not a lot of money in the MA, but it, it helps getting you to the next round, if you know what I mean. So especially yeah. if you're out there and you're traveling round to round, I mean, it's, yeah, a few tanks of fuel to get you to the next round, which which is really good. And I don't know if you follow that uh, Kevin Moran's, but he's he's quite open about it all. And yeah, I think you know you get a hole shot, and I think it's a couple of grand for a hole shot, and you get one of them, and that's it. You you can get to another two or three rounds then. So <laughs> it just helps like, the other riders who aren't on the team or aren't haven't got a big back end. It just helps them get to keep going. You know yeah, I mean? we, we we had um, we had Kevin Moran's on the um, MX Vice SMX review show a couple of weeks ago. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, he's, uh, he's out there on the podcast, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's brilliant. Yeah, like you say, just the uh, yeah, sound sound. Like I qualified next to him quite a few times, and we were chatting away in the pit box like you do. Yeah, I mean, everyone everyone just wants to chat out there, so it's perfect for me. Nice. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I was chatting away to him, and he was he was real sound. He was a lovely guy. So I've tried to keep a bit of an eye on him ever since, and he seems yeah. to have in the Supercross this year, doesn't he? Yeah, we uh, we, uh, we had great timing because he was booked with our podcast, uh, and it was he, he was on it the Monday after the uh, the murder. Uh, after, oh, he, right, okay. after he got seventh at East Weatherford, so he was like high as a kite talking to us yeah, the, yeah, on the yeah. podcast. He was absolutely yeah, spot on. Even that, like, that's a brilliant result, isn't it? But yeah. I mean, 12th, 12th the weekend just gone, and like, yeah, that's amazing. Because yeah. I was watching him thinking, mate, I'll qualify next to you. Obviously, he's better than me at Supercross. I'm, I'm not even going to try and say that I could get 12th in a day and make Supercross, but <laughs> it's just cool to see someone yeah, that you're next to. That's the cool thing about going out there. It just puts you a bit more into perspective, all the results and all the riders out there and how fast they really are, which was, yeah, gives you like a newfound appreciation watching the AMAs. Yeah, they're not, they're not total aliens, are they? I mean, like, like Josh yeah. proved, getting a monster, really. You know, yeah, it just yeah, brings them back down to earth a little bit, doesn't it? What Josh done out there was fucking brilliant. It was like, I think it just gave everyone a gauge as well to go off of and just see how someone would actually get on. I mean, I know Tommy done it quite a few years ago, but yeah, it hasn't really been done since sort of the crossover. So no. it's nice to, nice to see and even better to be a part of it, which was which was really good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Dylan Woodcock has had a go, hasn't he, a few times out there. And Yeah, they've done this. Him and Brunel have done the Supercross and Clayton, haven't they? That's right, yeah. Um, and they done quite well, actually, didn't they? Dylan and Walshie. Yeah. They, they all done quite well, but quite proud of the old Brits. Yeah, so, yeah, did did Walsh was up in the top ten until he got hurt. Yeah, Walsh so yeah. done real well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good to see. I think he was. Uh, but the funny thing was with theirs was them talking about how to get like 
top spec tires and stuff like that, which is like you know you got to get in the top ten to get the factory tires and then yeah. oh yes. you know what Sam Yates is like he was just giving it all that about like you know <laughs> just, well, really, the tire is no different really <laughs> when it, actually supercross it might make a bit more of a difference but when you get to outdoor the tires like as long as it's not bold you're happy if you put Roxon on my bike he'd still do pretty well so <laughs> yeah he seems to be quite adaptable I think <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so just before you so, yeah, so actually getting uh, close to the hour now so yeah we'll uh, get things uh, wrapped up there so yeah obviously wish you bet all the best in the in the British Championship and uh, and, and in the AMA we'll, we'll get uh, rooting for you and, and looking for you from there as well Charlie that'd be uh, good to see Thank you getting you a much. few more events um just to finish things off on a, a bit of a positive where would you say I'll ask a few riders this but where would you say would be your absolute best moment so far in motocross like one where you drove home from the race you were just absolutely buzzing and like yeah this oh, this this rules you know what i mean oh, is there is there oh, one even yeah just the feeling of going out there like getting through the lcq josh you know doing as well as he done we were just on cloud nine that night we were like you could have been eating horseshit that night and it still would have tasted good <laughs> it was unbelievable <laughs> amazing oh, that's awesome so uh yeah great stuff well um yeah hopefully everybody's welcome to follow you on the um, live stream that's going to be happening at fox hill so uh yeah let's uh you go to the dirt world tv website dirtworldtv.com uh, and you can go in there and buy your ticket for four pound 95 and uh, and view it so i don't know if you guys get a special uh, rates or a, a login code charlie i'm not sure if uh, they're going to extend that or i'm going to make you pay you 495 i really don't know i think, we do. I think we've got to just take it out of our budget <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get a cup of coffee at Costa and it should cover it, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. It's just it's one, one less uh, pile of calories there, so yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get to a few people tuning into that. And, uh, yeah, thanks to everybody for tuning into the podcast here. So, anybody you'd like to thank at all, Charlie, before uh, we close things off? Uh, yeah, just the whole team at SC Sport Homes, Husqvarna. Um, yeah, just everyone that's around me and my, little, my mechanic, Ian, he's brilliant i've had him for like 10 years now he's just an old boy that comes because he loves it and yeah followed me since i was an 85 and all the way up to where we are now so it's nice to have him on board still and helping me out so i got to give him big thanks to him and yeah girlfriend and family everyone keeps keep me spinning <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. All right. So, yeah, we'll thank our sponsors here as well. Golf Race Fuels across sports cars, single seaters, motorcycle racing, and further afield. The golf brand is associated with winning, whatever the discipline. And, of course, to AS3 Performance, who stock a huge selection of aftermarket motocross parts available for the 1980s Evo two stroke models to the current four stroke bikes. Uh, and also thanks to Kawasaki UK for supporting us with their new KLX 140R range. Go and check those out. Uh, the three different sizes of bikes that you can get there. And, of course, go to evenstrokes.com. And Brad Beeler 10 is your code uh, for any podcast listener can go on to evenstrokes.com bradbeeler10 and get yourself 10% off absolutely anything so yeah thanks to everybody for supporting us thanks Charlie for joining us on this one thank you very much thanks for having me no problem I look forward to seeing you at uh, Fox Hill and, uh, and through the year and um, yeah wishing you all the best in the States as well that'd be awesome yeah I can bring some results back that'd be nice <laughs> love it <laughs> nice one alright thanks very much for everyone tuning in and thanks and uh, speak to you again on the MX on the MX Vice Great British Motorcross Show cheers